0: Let's Get Moving with Maria. Inspiration to spend a few minutes each day to get moving on the small things that can make a big difference in your life. Thank you for joining us today for Let's Get Moving. Today we are talking about making happy memories. And with me is Dr. Liz Hale. She is a marriage and family therapist here in Salt Lake City. And Dr. Hale, talk about memories, and they are so important. I mean, I think of Back to all of my favorite mm-hmm. holiday memories, uh, sitting around the dinner table with the family and uh, some of the fav- my favorite things that my grandmother made. So but these are so important. Talk about how we make happy memories.
1: Isn't that interesting that that is the secret of happiness, Maria? Great memories. Memories, they they shape who we are. They shape our identity. They shape our behavior and they shape our hopes and dreams for the future. There was a very sweet book out by by Mike Wiking, It's called The Art of Making Memories. And it was all about his research. A thousand people across the globe were asked one question. Please describe one of your happy memories. These responses came from 75 different countries, mm-hmm. right? From Belgium, mm-hmm. Brazil, to Norway and Nepal. Um, and even though they came from these different corners of the planet and different generations, different genders, from people who were sad to people who were high on on life, what was surprising was to see how many common denominators there were across so many different cultures, even different nationalities. uh, We are first and foremost human. When the researchers took a look at the happy memories, these patterns started to emerge in the stories. People remembered experiences that were novel, meaningful, emotional, and engaged the senses. Novel, meaningful, emotional, and engaged, all these don't Memories don't have to be random or coincidental. And there's a lot we can do to influence what we remember. Uh, We can become memory architects, creating happy, life-defining moments we'll want to look back on. And that's so key, especially as we look at these opportunities of getting together, making them memorable.
0: So give us some tips. Give us some ideas of how to best go about this.
1: You know, I love one of the the, the tips in this, in this lovely little research, and that's a take a 10 years time test. So okay. whenever you find yourself choosing between various activities or, let's say, travel opportunities, stop and ask yourself, okay, now, which adventure am I more likely to remember in 10 years? So occasionally, let's say, planning your day off, make sure you put the options through this 10 years time test. What am I more apt to remember a decade from now? And if you do something that scares you, Maria, even mm-hmm. better. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Try something new that you're afraid of because this emotional highlighter pen helps solidify memories.
0: Okay. I'm going to think more about that. I don't usually often pick the uh, scary thing.
1: <laughs> we don't, do we? No. And yet that really, if you think about it, that's another sense, right, that's engaged. Another idea is to curate the Happy 100. How many of us have thousands of photos on our devices, right? Oh, and then we thousands never, of photos period we never scroll through so once a year gather your family and your friends and curate the 100 happiest moments and print them put them in a photo album remember photo albums yeah i have a few of those <laughs> you do memory is like a muscle so use it retell stories ask loved ones do you remember when we and then fill in the fill in the blanks so scribe um, photograph record and collect One of my clients lost her husband recently, and they have these three beautiful adopted sons, all small still, and each with special needs. Through this tremendous loss, um, she's taught many of us about the um, importance of capturing tender moments, even on date night. So each time she and her husband would go on a date night, she would capture it, right, in a photo, and she'd put it on Instagram or Facebook. Now she and her boys have a treasure trove of memories, isn't that like so that. sweet? I do oh, love I that. Did. And so it's really made me even do that, cap- capturing the moment. Kids I, do
0: love looking back, too.
1: I, and we Family vacations
0: do. or we holiday parties. Right? Can
1: you imagine you and I right now at, at a tragic loss of a spouse? And some of our listeners have lost a spouse. And, and how tender those memories are in a photograph. So it really makes me think like, oh, we've got to get our camera out. Let's do something. Let me just contrast that with a friend of mine who was called over to his neighbor's house just a few weeks ago in a sheer panic. Their teenage daughter had left, just disappeared, Mm -hmm. and she left what looked like a suicide note, and they were beside themselves. So the police were called. They came over, and they said, "Um, we need to see some pictures of your daughter. So she goes to her phone. She scrolls through her phone, and she sees picture after picture after picture of the family dog. Who is precious, right? But she is at a a loss for pictures of her daughter. Isn't that something? We just forget. That was not her intention. No. Right? To not capture her daughter um, through the stages of life or even in that, that particular year. It just hadn't occurred to her to capture them. Right. Oh, that, was, that was sad. So he, he thought, oh, from now on, I'm going to let everybody else know this is my family. And he pasted it on, on blasted it on Facebook. Um, but again, we don't really even have to make those pictures public. You can actually do a very private Facebook that just describes your own life, right? And captures your, your intimate photographs of your family and loved ones. It doesn't have to be public to be kept safe.
0: You know, my kids, they get mad I take so many pictures. And it's true. I take way too many pictures. But I just want to remember each of, you know, the highlights in our life. Of
1: course you do. And, you know, speaking of kids, um, I think it's really important, according to that research of 1,000 people, to end your experiences on a high note. So think about that. Your family dinner is coming up. Memory is heavily influenced by the peak and by the ending. So nearly a quarter of the thousand memories in the study involved a peak or even a struggle. Sometimes it was the struggle that was a main part of the story. Overcoming a struggle is why we celebrate. The peak is a peak because of the climb, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So take the long way. Delay your arrival. If you spend five hours hiking to the peak, it will make the experience that much more memorable than if you take the 15-minute cable car ride to the top. <laughs> right. So make the journey part of the experience. Save the best for last, Across different studies, it's been demonstrated that our memory of an event is heavily influenced by the peak and by the end. So if you're planning on giving several gifts for Christmas or for a birthday, save the best for last.
0: Okay, good advice. Also,
1: since utility is an important influence on our future choices, if you want your kids to participate in something again, be sure to end on a high high note. Yes. (laughs) And you're, you're really good about this next one. Going someplace you've never gone before.
0: Oh, I love that so You're much.
1: Great about exploring. I really I like to go places I've been I've been to before. <laughs> the familiarity kind of breeds me comfort, right and ease. Uh, it's nice to be able to get around and know the favorite foods or your favorite sites. But however, go someplace you've never been before to create new memories. Once a year, make a plan to visit new places. It could be an exotic location or it could be the park across town you've always been curious about but you've never stopped by. New experiences or extraordinary days or are more likely to stick in our memory banks. So of those 1,000 memories collected throughout the world, 23% were new experiences, hmm. like going to a new place for the first I've time. I've been seeing those on
0: Facebook. Yes,
1: yes or that's <laughs> right, or starting up a new hobby. Right. This is really helpful uh, for those of us middle-aged or over. And many studies, researchers found what they called this reminiscent effect When people between the ages of 80 and 100 years old were asked to tell about their life narrative, a large bump of memories came between the ages of 15 and 30. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. The reason we have a lot of memories from that time period in contrast to later in life is that we live through a lot of firsts during those years, right? Ah. We move away from home for the first time. We go to college. We fall in love. We get our first apartment and then, as we age, new experiences are harder to come by. It takes a lot. It takes a lot more effort later in life to design those memories. But the payoff and satisfaction and life is so worth it. Huge, right? In your daily routines, consider taking and turning the ordinary into extraordinary in order to stretch the river of time. It's just those little things. So, if you always eat in front of the television, it might make the day, day a little more extraordinary. If you gather the family around a candlelit table. And if you're always eating candlelit dinners around a table, consider eating dinner during a movie marathon in the family room. Just add those small, simple changes that are novel.
0: Yeah, my kids would say, how about if we eat in the dining room for a change?
1: (laughs) Me too, me too. (laughs) And then just the last one, of course, remember to use your senses, right? The more senses we utilize, our sight, our smell, hearing, taste, touch, the more vividly we could remember an experience and the longer we can retain it and retrieve it. So the next time you're happy and you want to capture the moment, notice every sense that you're no, you're, you're feeling. Is there a, 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 a unique sound or a scent in the air? What textures are slipping through your hands? And work that into your long-term memory. Bottom line: happy memories are good for well-being. And because of my work, Maria, I often speak with people who are depressed. Right? It's one of the common factors. Among them um, is that when they're at their lowest, they're not able to feel or remember any happy memories or any joy, and it's really difficult to bring those up. Fortunately, research now is being done to to help people struggling with depression by em, employing this method of, of loci, which uses um, visualization and spatial memory to help summon happy memories. Mm. So therapists can help clients flesh out memories to make these memories more vivid and and richer with sensory details, colors and sounds, placing the memories in familiar homes and locations. Being able to retrieve happy memories is a is a really, I think, a mark of progress. And today nostalgia is considered a useful psychological mechanism which counteracts loneliness and anxiety, making people feel happier. So, again, bottom line, take ownership of your memories. Don't allow the bad memories to take over your thoughts. We must have the good with the bad, right? When it comes to strolling down memory lane, just own all of them. They're part of your rich storyline that have made you who you are today.
0: Also, it also sounds like you're saying, hey, if we live better in the present, notice what's going on in the present. Yes. Um, we're going to remember it better and we're going to have more happy memories.
1: That's right. Bring and more hap- to them. What's the key to Happiness. Happy memories. Happy memories. You got it.
0: Thank you, Dr. Liz.
1: My pleasure.